One blustery day in the Hundred Acre Wood, a little podcast called Animusings set off in search of honey. Is that a good enough of a ride intro for you? It was perfect. Thank like, you. Like it's almost like we're going to be <laughs> reviewing Winnie the Pooh. It's, oh wait, we are. Oh, the many adventures of. Wait, actually, isn't that the name of the ride? It's the name of the ride too at uh, yep. Disney World and um, Disneyland. Isn't it nice when we actually have a ride? in a bit that ties in with the movie. I don't think we're going to get that again for a while either. Not for a long while. Or maybe not even at all. I don't even know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, here we are. Uh, it's been a little bit, but, um, and I'm, I apologize if my energy seems a little on the low side because I, um, I might be coming down with a cold, but I don't know for sure. So, uh, but we, I am here and eager to talk about Winnie the Pooh. As always, I am David. And I'm Kayla. And joining us today is our good friend and our special guest, uh, Jeff Levesque. Hey, how's it going? Or, uh, as we've called him, Levesque. It's going good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Levesque. No problem. So, um, this is, uh, 1977, if I recall. You are, well, 77, yes, sort of. <laughs> yes, yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah, there's an interesting history behind this one, but uh, and we can talk about. Obviously, we will get to our thoughts uh, about the film. But initially, um, as always, let's get let's get let's have Kayla give us our history lesson about this uh, this uh, charming feature. Okay, so as a film, yes, it was released released March 11th, 1977, and actually was released as a double bill with the Littlest Horse Thief. The, I've never heard of The Littlest Horse Thief. It's a live-action film, that's all I know. Oh, I don't care. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Does not matter. Um, and it was actually made up... Um, so the film itself is actually made up three classic shorts that were made before this film. Uh, like, the, they were made... Uh, I want like like the first one was made 11 years before this. So um, the first one is Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, which came out in 1966. Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, which came out in 1968. And Winnie the Pooh and Tigger Two in 1974. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So there, these had already all existed. So wait a minute, wait a minute, Kayla, is this a package film? Are, are have we gone back to the package films? Uh, this is the only package film we got. Oh my with. goodness! What? What? I just made that connection. Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, nothing wrong with that. There, we enjoyed the package films. Uh, some of the package films. Yeah. Most of the package films. So nothing wrong with with a little bit of that here, especially when the stories are all part of the same universe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if here's another thing too, this is technically technically the last film in the Disney canon in which Walt Disney had any involvement with. Because of the the, the earlier two. Uh, well, well, especially segments. especially the earlier one, which is Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, which actually was released when he was still alive. Oh, interesting. Because it came out in 1966. He would have been, um, he would have, he would have been close. <laughs> he died in December of 1966. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then he was involved with the production of, um, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, which came out two mm-hmm. years later. So, um, the latecomer was Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Mm-hmm. Now, um, is there, I, I don't, I don't want to interrupt and say there's more, but I have a weird, um, I had a weird experience with this one as a kid because, um, well, I mean, is there is how much more is is there 
the, of this amazing history. To Don't talk get me wrong. about it, it, the the thing about this, I um, it's a lot more facts as we go. I know actually, Levecki did some research as well. If you have any extra research that we don't know, not not like uh, basically on the history, not ju- not quite yet the facts about it or like random facts about it. So yeah, so there's there was something I found uh, sort of interesting was that Walt actually didn't want to release this originally as a full film oh he wanted to release them in the staggered way that he did because he wanted people to be introduced to the characters uh-huh. because it's been it had it had been kind of a while since the book had been released mm-hmm. yeah because the um the winnie the pooh series um or the books were uh it, it's based on a series called by a.a uh, a. mail and actually there's only two books isn't there i yes yes um, it's the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and House on Pooh Corner, I believe. Uh, oh no, no, the first one's just called Winnie the Pooh, and the other is okay. Yeah, um, House and, on Pooh Corner. And the first one was released in 1926, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the second book was released in 1928. So there's like that's like a 40 year gap. Yeah, but they but these were regarded as children's classics, right? Yeah, but it's still like anything. This was from 40 years ago, and then true. But they're used to adapting old stuff. So it, it is, <laughs> they've adapted things way older. But it, I think it was also because of Disney. It actually, let me be honest here. It was because of Disney that it is so well known as it is now. Yes. Um, like these are children's books. Don't get me wrong. And like people grew up with them and they did become popular. Uh, but it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of a good example of, like, a children's book that, like, oh, yeah, I, I grew up with that, but it was, it's not exactly, like... <sighs> Corduroy. Corduroy, that's a good example. It's it's kind of like, okay, like, Corduroy, you ever heard of Corduroy? Or, I have heard of Corduroy. Or, uh... Which, coincidentally, is another bear. Or Paddington right. Bear. Paddington Bear. <laughs> Paddington Bear. Again, uh, when... I mean, I think it's different now, because they've re-released the movies with those, but um, it was like, oh, yeah, I read that as a kid. Curious George. Again, before they became, they released the big movies about yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before there were big movies I mean, about them, they're just, oh, these are things I read as a kid. Exactly. Yeah, so so Winnie the Pooh was very much in that kind of bracket. Mm-hmm. And it's because... And of, oh, go ahead. There's there's actually a reason for that. And um, C.R. Uh, not C.R. Milne, A.A. A. A. Milne uh, actually did not like Winnie the Pooh at all. <laughs> he wrote it for his son at the time, but like A.A. A. Milne was, he wanted to be taken seriously as an author. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he deeply regretted writing those books. And uh, when he passed, he left all of the funds that he had earned to his son, who was the real Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. And, and his son never touched any of the money. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. He, they basically kind of doomed it to, to not be around anymore and then Walt picked it up and kind of repopularized it. Well, I mean, I understand there was a lot of uh, resentment from Christopher Robin. Oh, Christopher Robin got made fun of as a kid because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, his name was Christopher Robin. It was based off the toys he had. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and um, they, like he, like uh, all, almost a good 60% of them, I want to say, or a good chunk of uh, the characters in the Winnie the Pooh series were actually toys he had. Like, Tigger was a toy he had. Piglet was a toy he had. Mm-hmm. Kanga was a toy he had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only Rabbit, Owl, and uh, Gopher. Yeah. And there's actually an interesting thing that they did with that in the when we get to the actual movie. Yeah. yeah. And then discuss it in detail. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like um, 
with this, you, we can't just uh, discuss the movie alone because this is bigger than that. Like, oh yeah, this the book series is bigger than that, and you can even see that in the movie itself. This also, yeah, exactly, and this also isn't the first time we're going to touch on Winnie the Pooh in this podcast either. I know that down the line we're going to have to look at some of the more recent incarnations of Winnie the Pooh that Disney has uh, released. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's there's been a few of them, and especially I know there was I think. I think it was Lady and the Tramp or something. You guys had talked about not wanting to visit uh, direct to DVD or direct to videos, but yeah. some of the some of the Winnie the Pooh ones are actually very very popular. Yeah, well, I mean that's the I, while that is kind of our 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 thing. I do remember seeing some of them. I don't remember the name of it, but do you remember the one where they thought Christopher Robin had gone to Skull? Ah, uh, yes, yes, I, I remember do. that one very vividly. <laughs> S K U L L. Oh no, and he spells it skull. S C H O O L. Skull. What is skull? <laughs> the Skullosaurus. It was you know just the usual kind of. Because the letter just said it's just a letter saying oh I've gone to school and um. I think some honey had dripped over the page or something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, because let's be honest here, it's like I I am uh it's he says like I'm not far. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. It's like the perfect words. Like don't was covered. Like yeah. worry, worry about, about me. me. Um. So whose grand adventure is what that was called? Whose grand adventure? That's the one. Thank you, sir. Um. But I, I think the problem is if we do all the directed DVDs, we're going to be here for a long time. Oh, certainly. I, I mean, think- eventually you'll get to just the the one off sequel that they did, Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Which was. A few years ago, not it was fairly recent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I yep. remember seeing the ads for it, but I never saw it. Uh, we are actually going to review it in uh, August of 2021. <laughs> that came after Tangled. Oh, yep. it's nice that they went back to the traditional animation for a bit for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is decidedly different from this one, though. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sure. Speaking of which, uh, uh, Levecki, what's your personal history with this film? Uh, this was my favorite film growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a film that I quote all the time <laughs> in every day, <laughs> even now. Um, and it, I, you know, I grew up watching it. I watched it with my nieces, my nephews, my cousins as they were growing up. I, you know, even just yesterday, I was watching it with my niece when I was reviewing it for this. Oh, so that's charming. I, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna lie, like the not just this movie, but the whole Winnie the Pooh series. I that was like throughout my life. That like, oh yeah, I, you, uh, the TV shows, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the VHSs of the um, different episodes of the Winnie the Pooh series. Um, like, and then this one, I actually did actually have a VHS of as well. Um, and mm-hmm. there, there were. A, Quite a bit of a uh, few things I remember very vividly from this film, and I, I think I'll address them as we go as we go throughout. But oh, me too. Same. Yeah, like this is um, this was another one that was a regular I owned and had regular viewing in this household and in my household. Um, the weird part, the part I started to mention earlier, is that until I'd seen like this version, I didn't know much about the last short Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 the version I had I, I think we recorded it off of TV somewhere um, mm-hmm. and it had a different short at the end it was was uh, it it was Eeyore's 
Um, a day for Eeyore. A day for Eeyore. That's the one. So, so that's I was the one just that's about just, to talk that's, about that. <laughs> huh? Well, that's the one that's nostalgic to me. So when when suddenly we have, um, you know, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too, I'm like, wait a minute, this does, this is not how I remember this at all. So 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 what happened with that is uh, a day for Eeyore came out in '83, mm-hmm. and once the VHSs for those start started releasing, they tacked it on to the end. Oh. And it was a special include for all of the DVD and Blu-ray releases as well. Oh. I was actually surprised that my copy didn't have it when I was watching it. Mm. But they, but they basically they they made it after that, and that was that was the only one of those four where Sterling Holloway isn't the voice for Winnie the Pooh. Would it would it have been uh, Jim Cummings at this point? No, it wasn't. It was actually Hal Smith. Oh, 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 yeah. Who does right. the voice for Owl? And it's the only it's the only time that he ever did Winnie the Pooh. That's why I know that voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, Hal Smith. That sounds familiar, but yeah. He is the voice for Owl. Yes. Um, there's actually a lot of we, I, we could. I, I the voice cast in this one is very good and has a lot of our our, oh, yeah. our old friends and veterans of the Disney of the Disney uh, regime, <laughs> Disney so, legacy. But um, but yeah. So for me, uh, growing up, it was always. Um, Eeyore, um, a day for Eeyore at the end, and I didn't know until I rented it later as a kid, a different version, and I'm like, wait, this is completely different. What is this? And it blew my mind. I'm like, this is a different short at the end. And um, the the weird thing is, uh, a day for Eeyore had an impact on me because when um, growing up, I my family and I would visit the local nature center, and they had places where you could cross uh, streams uh, and creeks on bridges, and we would often play poo sticks. Aww. Mm-hmm. Drop her sticks in the yep. water, see which one came out the other side first. That's endearing. So we 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 often referred to this one bridge in that area as the Pooh Stick Bridge. So oh, that's so endearing. So now you've heard a, an adorable story from my childhood. But yeah, I love this one, and I think it still holds up because um, right off the bat, I want to say that unlike some things, um, Winnie the Pooh is is gentle and accessible, but it's not. It doesn't talk down to anyone. It's just kind of just this. this comical and sweet set of stories let's start from the beginning and then work our way through all okay okay i just i'm just putting that out out front because i think it's interesting when you compare it to say the way certain people perceive uh children's animation yeah and i think Pooh is like oh this is thing for kids but no it's not especially not here you know well when we open it's for everyone when we open up the movie it actually uh it's live action right it starts in uh, Christopher Robin's room. Yeah, and you see all the different toys, and it's actually, like, it's very, this movie is weirdly self-aware, and uh, again, later on in the movie, I'll, ex- I'll, I'll mention one moment, but, like, the characters all know, no, we're from a book. Right? <laughs> so, and then when it, uh... All the fourth fourth wall breaking is phenomenal. Yeah. In this. Um, it's actually played for great effect. Yeah. Uh, and then we have our narrator, who is uh, Sebastian Cabot, and... He- Bagheera! The voice of Bagheera. Um, I will say this, and this is kind of a tough one. This is the last film to feature four uh, voice artists. Um, this includes Barbara Lundy, or Lady Barbara Lundy. Lady. She was she was Lady. She was Meriwether from Sleeping Beauty. Um, she was the church mouse in um, in it, Robin Hood. And now she plays Kanga, and this is her last film. Uh, Sebastian Cabot, our narrator, last film. Uh, Junius Matthews. Uh, who's that? <laughs> um, who did? Oh, he... oh, oh, okay. Remind me. He is the voice of Rabbit, but not only that. Um, 
He's also the voice of Archimedes from... Uh, that makes so much sense. I know. I can hear it. They're both such neurotic characters anyway, so it, it works it, out. It's Archimedes from... Uh, uh, oh my goodness. Why, from Sword in the Stone. Thank you. But then also, this is the last film for Sterling Holloway. Oh, my man Sterling. But here's the thing with Sterling. Uh, Sterling Holloway didn't die until like 15 years later. Uh-huh. But he just said, you know what? I'm done with acting. This was his last movie where he's like, you know, I'm done with acting. He's, he's allowed, too. He was a, He's an interesting character, Sterling Holloway. He gave us a great legacy of characters to, like, take on his voice. And I know that, uh, I know when Jim Cummings talked about uh, taking on the role of Pooh and also the role of Tigger, who was uh, uh, that, voiced by... That, that's actually done by a comedian, um, and the comedian is Paul Winchell. Paul Winchell, that's right. So I know that... that Jim Cummings felt like he had really big shoes to fill for both of them because he, especially Paul Winchell, he loved Paul Winchell. Well, Paul and he Winchell, act, he got to meet Paul Winchell, and it he's was a, a Paul Winchell is a ventriloquist as well. Right, right. I'm just saying that it was a big thing for him when he when he did the voice, and apparently he got he got the seal of approval from Paul Winchell Aww. to play uh, Tigger. So that's so endearing. Yeah, I, I, I'm using that. Great. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm using that word. It's a lot. endearing because it is endearing. That's the that's the buzzword. That's the word of the day with this one. So, uh, so we have Christopher Robin's room. We have Sebastian Cabot. We have the book, which opens, and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And the book remains. So, hmm? so, so even before we get to the book, right? And and it opening, you know how we see all of the the stuffed animals, right? Yes. So we see, you know, we see Tigger, we see Kanga and Rue, we see, um. Pooh Bear and uh, Eeyore. We actually see an owl stuffed animal. That's right, we do. Which is, but, and the owl doesn't look anything like owl in the show uh-huh. or in the in the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. And it's not one of the actual original um, original stuffed animals. Uh-huh. So it's it's very strange that they decided to put an owl there because they didn't put a rabbit. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't put in a gopher. I, well, I find it interesting so, because of the characters that show up in the story, the ones that aren't that don't look like stuffed toys are Owl, Gopher, Rabbit. Um, right. Yeah, those two, those three. Yeah, those three. Even the Heffalumps and Woozles later look like toys. Yeah, those like clear. It's like it's clear that like um, Winnie the Pooh is a toy. Like I mean, when we get introduced to him, he's doing his um, uh, stuff, his exercises, and he. Uh, his stuffing falls out, and he has to fix it. It's like, That's right. It's like, clearly he's a toy, and that's the same with right. Tigger, Piglet, Kanga. You, you can see the stitching. Uh, same with Rue, you can see the stitching. Um, in my mind, I always thought Owl, Rabbit, and Gopher are legitimately animals that live in the Hundred Acre Wood. Those mm-hmm. are actually real animals. And I yeah. think that was intentional, because those are the characters that weren't actually toys, and uh, A.A. Milne actually made them up. Not all of them. Mm, only two of them, but we'll get into that. <laughs> well, 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 right, right. But, like, yeah, Owl and Rabbit weren't originally toys, and, and they were added into the books. But Yeah. Uh, so we get the opening pages where you see the map of the Hundred Acre Wood, um, and we get our first Sherman Brothers song, which is just the, the famous theme of Winnie the Pooh. And this is, again, the Sherman Brothers. This is a, they, they knocked it out of the park again, I think, with the songs in this, in this movie. Um, one of the things I like about the animation, too, is they uh, wanted to uh, stylize it to look like the original Ernest Shepard illustrations. Uh, uh-huh. Ernest Shepard being the original illustrator for the Winnie the Pooh series. Yeah. So, and 
I I like it. I, I do too. It really fits. Like the the animation style f- fits beautifully for what the premise is and what this is. There's a softness to it. Oh yeah. Um, I think the one character that looks really different in terms of how they took it in a direction is, is Tigger. There's a, I mean, they're, they're close. There's, he looks fairly close, but like you look at Tigger, illustrations of Tigger and you look at like how Tigger looks in the, uh, in the movie. And I feel like they're, the design is, is a lot more exaggerated. And It's interesting for me. It was actually Piglet. That, oh, really? That looks different. Yeah. In this, uh, in this first point where we see him, when we're just looking at that front cover, uh, his no- nose is actually a lot pointier. Mm-hmm. More, more like his uh, stuffed animal, but when we get into the actual movie, um, he actually doesn't come in until the blustery day. But his nose is is cut short like a pig's. It is it is interesting. Yeah, that 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 is probably so he can help uh, you know snuffle for truffles. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's got a pointy nose. He can dig for it. Um, right. Actually, we get a lot of the characters introduced in this section that we don't get in the first story, which is the the honey tree. Most of the mm-hmm. honey tree is just. Um, I mean, if I recall correctly, it is. It it really is focused on Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. And then, like... It features some of them, and then eventually we get a lot of Rabbit, but yeah. it, it does focus mostly on Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. Yeah. Now, of the three uh, of the three shorts, this one, I think, is the funniest, personally. Oh, the, the little black rain cloud? Yeah, I just... This is... This is my favorite. This is probably my favorite. And I think they're all great, but this one in particular, I, I'm with you, Lebecki. I think this one is, uh, is, is so charming and is, has legit laugh out loud funny moments because it's just how ludicrous the situations are. Mm-hmm. And it's, and again, it's so gentle and unassuming. I mean, the whole setup is Pooh decides he needs to get more honey and he spots a, a tree with a beehive and he's going to figure out how to get to the tree and get the, get the honey. Um, so he has Christopher Robin help him by uh, disguising himself as a little black rain cloud on a balloon. Yep. I'm just a little black rain cloud, of course. <laughs> and I'm just a little black rain cloud. This uh, the song again. I love the song in this. There's yeah. so this is our this is our third song. <laughs> yeah, oh, we had yeah. the up uh, the the exercise song. Yeah. Our stoutness, our stoutness exercise. Stoutness exercise. So uh, good. Because, I mean, it's interesting because it's like not much happens. But... No, there's actually a lot of songs in these. Yeah. But it's a, but it's, but because it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like it goes, like, that's why we're kind of like jumping ahead because a mm-hmm. little bit because it's like not much happens, but it kind of gradually leads you into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Winnie the Pooh waking up. He's like, I got to do stoutness exercises. I, oh, stuffing fell out. And even like you said, it, it, it's clearly meant for kids, but at the same time, it doesn't talk down. Exactly. Yeah. And you get, you get that great moment when, when Pooh talks to the mirror and yeah. they, you know, they repeat that throughout the rest of the movie as well. And it's just a, it's just a great running gag. It is. That he thinks this is, it's another person. He thinks it's another person, you know, and he's like, like he, he ties his own stuffing back in and he's like, thanks for helping me because he was looking in the mirror to do it, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's so sweet. And then like, um, and you get to see like Christopher Robin just hanging out with the animals and doing odd jobs, like fixing Eeyore's tail. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, like I said, everybody, almost everybody but Piglet gets introduced in this one. Does Owl get introduced in this one? There's a rabbit. Re- also, does not. There's also a reason. Um, Piglet 
shows up actually so much later. And the reason why was um, in uh, uh, Winnie the Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. Yeah, Piglet. Um, they were during this time they were considering not having Piglet at all. Oh, and. Spoiler alert, Gopher is made, so... They were going to have Gopher in place of Piglet? Yeah, but then decided to bring him back for... <laughs> now, um... Oh, I was about to make a point, and I can't remember what it was. Ah, it's the worst. My brain. Um... So, yeah, Christopher Robbins, you know, helping out all the animals. We see him fix Eeyore's tail. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eeyore says, my favorite line in the entire movie, it's not much of a tail, but I'm sort of attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like uh, I do too because because I mean he's constantly losing his tail in like the the show at the very least. Um, I, I don't this. think it happens. I don't think it happens again in this movie. No, but uh, um, oh, it do, it actually it does it does later in here in this this section. Oh yeah, but um, um, we'll get to that I guess. And I can relate. I feel like I can relate a lot to your. I mean, a lot of people do. Yours great, but uh, yours is not weirdly enough not my favorite character in this one no not he's not mine either he's not mine no. either and um uh i mean we'll get around to it i i think we're not going to be as in-depth with talking about the specific scenes this time around we might mm-hmm. touch on bits in that but because uh, um, i guess uh what f- what follows is bees what follows is bees and it's it's a good little action or a good little um i don't want to call it um like it, it doesn't feel like slapstick but it kind of is. There's a little bit of slapstick. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's the there's the one bee that's taunting Winnie the Pooh. There's, yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah. And then there's there's that all that music that plays. Mm-hmm. And I then love he, the part. Then the balloon runs out. <laughs> Christopher Robin. Also, it has that great line. Uh, tut tut looks like rain. Tut tut. It looks like rain. Um, this is actually where the line that that I'm always quoting comes from. You, <laughs> and I use it in almost every situation, regardless of if it makes sense or not. Uh-huh. And it's, you never can tell with these. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it twice. So yeah. he says it, he reaches in to get the honey and he tells Chris Robin, I don't think these are the right sorts of bees. And Chris Robin's like, what do you mean? And he says, you just never can tell with bees. And then he puts a whole thing of bees in his mouth. <laughs> That's, that leads up to the part I like, which is when he's, he's moving his arm and going, as he's spitting the bees out. Yep. <laughs> that, part's, that part's great. So there's some pandemonium in here in terms of things with the bees. And I also want to take the opportunity to point out how great the backgrounds are because they, you could tell they're, they're almost a little washed out looking, but that's partly because you are looking at illustrations in a book and they actually travel between pages of the book, which I really like. There's so much meta, oh, meta humor is... and meta, like the tra- part of the charm is just the meta that they all are aware that they're characters in a book. Well, like, okay. yeah. Well, except for well, there's a point. Dang it, I really want to talk about it. I, I before I do, uh, we, address the gopher in the room. Yes, address the gopher in the room. Because um, after that, it leads to um, Woody the Pooh visiting Robin. Robin's like, "Oh no!" It's like, "Oh, I, I see you're about to have lunch. Uh, would you like to join me for lunch?" Oh, I thank you. I can relate to rabbits super hard, honestly. <laughs> and it's it's really fun with those two because you can actually see it coming if you pay attention to the words in the book. Yeah, you yeah. can. Because I it because trans- it transitions as a wide shot from the book into into the actual action and in and the wide shot it says a rabbit's always saying how about lunch. But isn't that rabbit's voice and then it transitions in and you actually see that occur? It's so great. <laughs> and it's kind of cool too because you can actually see that there's more going on 
than what we're actually seeing uh-huh. because there's more to the story, but we're just getting little bits and pieces of it. Oh yeah. It's, it's so it's, it's, it's endearing. Again, I like that they chose to have this be sort of their framing device for the whole thing. Makes me wonder if they kept uh, how much of the storybook angle, cause that's how they're linked together. How much of the storybook angle they kept in the original when they first showed the shorts, you know, mm-hmm. just as individual shorts. Um, but yeah, this whole bit, this is this is the funniest bit, in my opinion, is this whole thing with Pooh getting stuck. Uh, he eats, rabbit. He eats all of Rabbit's honey and gets stuck in his, like, doorway hole. There, a hunting trophy. I mean, just like, there's a lot of humor at the expense of, that, of Pooh's rear end. So apparently that section was all Walt. It's not in the actual books. Huh? Um the section where rabbits dressing up Pooh's behind uh-huh. is all Walt. Uh, apparently it's what he actually imagined going on in rabbit's house while he was reading that section of the book. Really? Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. I love that because it, it, it's so funny. It is so funny to me. If I recall, I think that's like his favorite, um, bit of animation. Like mm-hmm. his favorite bits of animation is the whole, um, hunting trophy. <laughs> Oh, Pooh. You ruined my moose. <laughs> so good. Hey, guess what, Kayla? What? Now we can talk about okay, Gopher. Okay, so Gopher shows up. Who is my favorite character. <laughs> okay, and then Al is there to help. He's like, okay, let's get someone to help dig you out. Let's get Gopher. Um, And then Gopher shows up. So Gopher is not in the original book, like we said before. But the great they part... Don't... Sorry. But the great part is there is a point where Winnie the Pooh at least twice says, well, he's not from the original book. I don't know. He's not in the book. Well, like, he's not in the book, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> it's... I'm like, wow, that has got to be the most meta humor in a Disney movie that, I've ever seen. That went over my mm-hmm. head as a kid. I somehow I missed that bit. I, I, well, I, I mean, Gopher came in. If, if you hadn't read the books, you never would have known, really. Right, but they, they, I like how they point it But it is like Kayla's saying, I love how they pointed out that Gopher is not in the book, and that he, he almost sticks out like a sore thumb, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's 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 so fun. I like Gopher. I don't know what it is. I, I think I think there's I think the part of me as a kid loved to pretend I was Gopher falling down the hole. You know, what? <laughs> it uh, has this this type of voice. Yeah, he whistles through his teeth. That's gonna be a thirty-seven dollars. I can't do it. You can. I can because I say, say summer squash that way. Okay. Summer squash. Summer squash. <laughs> and I, that is actually a, one talent I actually can do is um, I can whistle high pitched. I can't whistle a tune. I can't whistle anything. But like, you know how people can do um, uh, like uh, have to use like their fingers to call for a taxi cab or something like that. Um, I don't need to do that. Uh, so if I can, I, can, um, I probably should back You're gonna away from the mic. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Okay, I'm not. It is a blustery day in the Hundred Acre. It is. It's not working right. It's not working right now. No, it's fine. It sounds. It sounds great. I'm always impressed with that. You have a loud whistle. Yeah, usually during like. um, I can't whistle like that. I'm. I'm. I'm stuck with. No, you can actually whistle a tune, which is like. Yeah. See, I can do more than that, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm like a combination of the two of you. There. There you go. Um, I think Gopher himself even points out at one point. Oh. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> Tuppence, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
if we're not careful, yeah. we're going to start talking about the Paul Rudish Mickey Mouse shorts. They'll save those for another day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we get, we get, you know, Gopher comes in. Right. It has that great banter with Owl and then falls in his hole. Yep. <laughs> Gopher After all, out, he's not in the book, you know? Yeah. Go, Gopher actually point says at one point himself, I think later when it's nighttime, he, he goes, well, I'm not in the book. And then he falls through the, <laughs> down the hole and you hear it just go, and I'm pretty glad of it or something like that. It's it's when he first shows up. He actually says, "I'm not in the book." Uh, Bro, when he hand, when he hands the card to Owl, he hands his card to Owl when he says, uh-huh. "Here's my card. I'm not in the book." And then <laughs> and then he talks about the whole thing. He has that whole back and forth. And then as he's leaving, he falls away and he goes, "Call me if you need me or something." And then Owl looks down the hole and he goes, "Blast it all! He's gone." And Pooh goes, "Well, after all, he's not in the book, oh, you know." <laughs> So it's interesting that they made up this character, but I, I, I can't help it. I like Gopher. Gopher was always my favorite, even as a kid. Um, I was told, uh, and this was uh, by a group of like film people too, that the reason why Winnie the Pooh resonates, or like the series resonates with people so much, mm-hmm. is because there is a wide variety of different characters with so many personalities, and usually you'll hear somebody's latch on to one certain character. Yeah. And uh, if if it's not because it resonates with them as a person, it's because it's something they want to be. This is why everyone's favorite character is Tigger. Everyone's favorite character is Every, Tigger. Like, oh my gosh, everywhere I went, it's like, I love Tigger, I love Tigger. Tigger's, uh, that, and that are... Um, and don't get me wrong, if you love Tigger, awesome. He's a great character. He's a, he's flying. Usually Tigger or Eeyore. Or, yeah, those e- are- yeah, but for different reasons. Eeyore is more because like uh, like adults start tend to like Eeyore more because there's a point when you're an adult and you're like, God, I'm just so tired and I don't. I, want I can feel. I know that feel. Like I said, for me, the characters I related to the most were were our rabbit and owl, but Gopher was my favorite. Al Al was because 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 rabbit likes to have everything in order, and I'm one of those people who likes to have everything in order and doesn't <laughs> like when people touch his stuff. So like. <laughs> I totally relate to that. And plus, th- we'll get to this in the third short, but I can't say I blame Rabbit for wanting to find a way to get Tigger to stop bouncing because all Tigger does is just get up in his grill. So mm-hmm. um, It's actually kind of interesting that, you know, Rabbit hears Pooh invite himself to lunch outside of his door and then still invites him to lunch. Yeah. Um, when you clearly know? he doesn't want to invite him to lunch, because he knows he eats everything. Why did I ever invite that bear to lunch? Why? I also find it interesting how much honey Rabbit has. Yeah, why does Rabbit need that much honey? <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, here's another thing I want to address. Um, so we see a lot of the dwellings in the 100-acre wood are uh, trees that have been hollowed out and have little doors and, and, and rooms in them. Um... Uh, Pooh lives in one that's labeled Mr. Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll Under get the, the one with, with uh, Piglet is hilarious, but we'll get to I, that. I, I love this. So but much. like, is this just part of the Christopher Robbins fantasy? Like that these people, all everybody in the Hundred Acre Wood just lives in trees, like these these delightful little hollowed out tree houses. I yeah, think. I mean, even Rabbits is also a tree if you go out the other door. Right, he's got a back door. So he has a back door and I'm like, and the funny part is that back door is huge. I'm like, why didn't Pooh? It's actually, so I always thought, I was like, why didn't Pooh just go out the other door? And then I was watching it again. It's only about the size of rabbit. Oh, okay. Rabbit can get out. Like rabbit, like rabbit jumps through it fairly quickly, but it's, if you pay attention, it's only about the size of rabbit. So it's about the same size as the door that Pooh tried to go through. Okay. (laughs) But uh, I like the fact that it's like, okay, we don't. In the grand scheme of things, like, 
from a realistic standpoint, this is kind of horrifying. But in the ch- in a childhood, in a child's mind, it's like okay, no. So the idea is we don't feed poo so we can thin him out, and then that way we can pull him out. And it's like that's horrifying. It's <laughs> so freaking funny. Yeah, I know. Don't feed the bear. <laughs> And then uh, Gopher walks away and falls falls in a hole again. Because yep. comedy, because <laughs> comedy gold is Gopher falling in a hole. It's it's funny how these things resonate with me, even though you really think about them. Like, why is that funny? But when you watch it, it's funny. <laughs> it is. And then you know, you, we get we finally get Pooh has budged a little. And then <gasps> hooray! Oh yeah, Pooh will soon be free. And then for some reason, a whole band comes together too. Because why not? Yeah. Yep. We needed another Sherman song about celebrating freeing Pooh from the from the hole. And he is and then, sort of. This is actually this is actually one of my, my favorite parts because we get like a whole culmination of everything that has it's um what's the, the term? Uh it comes full circle? Sh- the, no, like the Schrodinger's gun, not Schrodinger, but Oh, 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 uh, Chekhov's gun. gun. Chekhov's gun. So we, we get a we get a very good Chekhov's gun moment here because we're we're pulling Pooh out who at the very beginning has always has wanted to get to this honey tree and everyone's pulling on him and Rue grabs onto Eeyore's tail and Gopher's pulling on Rue and Eeyore's tail falls off, which we saw in the beginning. Yes. Yep. Gopher rolls and falls down his hole for the third Ah! time, completing the rule of three. (laughs) Yeah. And then Pooh gets shot out of the hole and into a honey tree and just eats as much honey as he wants. They have to turn so the page. Like, they have to turn the page so he won't fly out of the book. He's sailing clean out of the book. Quick, Quick turn the page. Turn the page. Ah, uh, what a good short. And this so it's so... like it's it's just like everything that was set up in the beginning comes full circle. We get everything that was set up, you know, gets gets kind of resolved. It's a it's a really nice complete package of a little a little story, and that's why I love it so much. I think it <laughs> the other ones are also charming in their own way, but Something about this one, the energy and the, the way the story is told just really resonates uh, with me. And I always feel really cozy watching this and the second short in particular. But uh, this one, um... the second the second short's my favorite animation wise. Oh, oh yeah, the animation's great because of because of all the effects that they do. But this one's definitely my favorite story wise. Same, same. Because we begin with uh, it's a blustery day in the hundred acre wood. Yeah, who in the blustery day? Um, this is where we finally meet Piglet. I love this so much. And I realized, so, um, this always stuck out to me because I realized this when I was, like, 13. So, how we're introduced to Piglet is, like, he's talking about his home and how much he loves it. Uh, another Chekhov's gun. Um, and there's a sign that says, Trespassers Will, and he's like, oh, this used to belong to my grandfather. His name was, uh, William, uh, but we called him Trespassers Will. And I'm like Trespassers William. William. Trespassers William. But uh he and he's like, and grandma used to call him TW. Uh but the funny part is this sign at one point said, Trespassers will be shot up on property. Um and I realized that at like 13, 14 years old, I'm like, oh <laughs> my god. It takes something You can actually see it, yeah. That's you could a- see you could see how a kid would see a sign like that. Like this is where I feel like the the reality of the hundred acre wood bleeds through a little bit in such a charming way. Because here's this old faded sign that Christopher Robin probably saw and his kid brain went, Oh, Trespasters Will must belong to someone named Will. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, oh my god that's 
But like that's actually, that's kind of dark humor too, because it's like the fact that it's a sign about like trespassers will be shot. Well, and the whole time we have this going on, he he's talking to the narrator. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a great way. To oh yeah, that's that's my that's my uh, grandfather's name. Your grandfather's name? Yeah, trespassers will. It's short for <laughs> trespassers William. Oh. I don't know. My grandmother, she called him T.W. (laughs) I don't know why, but this little back and forth between Piglet and the narrator, I don't know what, I find it so sweet. It's so, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't... It it really instantly, um, it really instantly lets you, like, I feel like, connect with Piglet. Oh, yeah. And you get a great sense of his his personality, and he's he's a sweetheart. Yeah, I really, I don't know what, just hearing Piglet talk, the way he's, like, he's sweeping the leaves away it's just like and the, he's just talking with the narrator and i'm just like i feel for you piglet i really you know i've come to like you just, <laughs> just from this adorable little exchange <laughs> um but then these leaves were giving you trouble now you've been here before <laughs> <laughs> the uh he gets the poor little guy gets swept up by some leaves but before that we had a song where Pooh was talking about how it was a blustery day today oh yeah mm-hmm. oh doesn't he talk to gopher and gopher tells him it's wednesday Oh, it's yeah. Wednesday. Oh. I, I'm i going to go and wish everyone a happy Wednesday. Because it's Schwinch Day. It because it's Schwinch Day. <laughs> so you, I'll let you do go for it from Thank now you. on. <laughs> Wednesday? <laughs> Which, oh my gosh, I love that so much. Uh, the animation here, again, a lot of fun. Um, when Pooh kind of has Piglet as an impromptu kite. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Kanga and Rue see Piglet as a kite, uh, that part's charming. Um, and the, once yeah. again, poor Eeyore, he built his stick house and it gets knocked over as Pooh is blown through. That should hold up to just about anything. Crunch. Lands. <laughs> which is, uh. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> again, which is a nice ironic twist considering what happens later where Eeyore becomes the, the, one of the main people trying to find a home for, uh, for Owl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Owl. Oh, yeah, they go visit Owl uh, by accident, I guess. Blown into his house. Yep. Because Owl lives in a treehouse. Uh, he uh, is a... He, he he sure does like to tell long-winded stories about his relatives. See, I, I really... Uh, I love Owl because it's like... I used to... When I was a kid, I used to do that. I used to just keep rambling. I still do that. So I see you looking at me. Hey, it's it takes one to know one, Kayla. So, Believe me. Owl is relatable. I would just want to sit down with people and tell them long-winded stories about a screech owl I knew, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, again, kind of slapsticky humor, which is... Can we get that that boat humor where things are swaying back and forth and people are trying to grab them? And Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pooh trying to get more honey, as usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That bear has that bear is very has very little brain, so it doesn't make it doesn't surprise Lands me. Lands right on his snout, and he's like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, that's good. That wind is must have been pretty strong if it finally bowled that tree over. That or the extra weight of Pooh and Piglet, who, by the way, based on the first short and also even this short, can't weigh very much. Honestly, well, it, it, Piglet it, was blown away by the wind, and Pooh. Remember when he fell out of the tree and was bouncing on each branch on the way down? Yeah, it doesn't look painful because he's. He's stuffed with fluff, so he hits, he bounces up way high, falls, bounces way high again. So it's hard for me to picture I, Pooh even getting injured in well, any of this. Okay, you 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 realize, hun, like, we've had, w- like, windy enough days in California and seen trees knocked over. No, that's true, but I'm saying owls, 
you don't see any other trees get bowled over in this. Well, because the, there might have been other trees that have been bowled over. We don't know. Fair. The, and who, There's also, the, the more you sway, you know, the more weight gets shifted. Like, the table is rocking back and forth, and it looks like what finally does it is the owl's china cabinet falls over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And China's heavy. And By mistake. And, every, and everything kind of goes over. And then owl gets up and looks at Pooh and said, Pooh, did you do that? <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and Pooh doesn't think he did, I don't but know. he's not sure. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> and uh, so now Al, uh, I got to admit, I, I like that yours like, I'll find Al a new house. Shouldn't be take too long. <laughs> I'm like, how is Eeyore so good? Like, he's talking like he knows how to find houses. Like, he's a real estate agent or something. Man, for all, he, was, he built his own house. He is a real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I should hire him to find me. <laughs> <laughs> and would you build, would you do a, a your twig house? Would you live in one of those? No. Cause he'll, he'll just find someone else's house. That's nicer and just give it to you. Yep. Exactly. And then <laughs> guilt other people into, okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I think, I think what's nice about all of these shorts too, is that they kind of, they're connected, but they kind of feel like, each story has three different stories in it. Yeah. Because right after this, we we hard cut into Pooh at his house at night. Yeah. <laughs> right. The blustery night. I love this. I love the like organ music in the background yes. playing the the jazz organ playing the low notes. Like it's for like it's not a it's not a super hard cut, but like the narrator's like blustery day turned into a blustery night, and then all of a sudden we're at Pooh's house at night. Like, and then we hear. And so I growl. think I think that helps with the. I know, like, some people have trouble, like, paying attention to long movies and, and long narratives, and I think the way that this is structured kind of helps with that, this especially, is, like, for children, yes. you know? This, this is paced extremely well. Yeah, the pacing in this mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Um, but um, this is how we get introduced to Tigger. Oh, boy, yep. Tigger. <laughs> Pooh has his, so, like, um, what do you call it? It's like a... Pop gun. It's a pop gun, thank you. Yeah. This is honestly the best bit with Tigger, just his introduction, I think. I think this is this is amazing and hilarious and uh, who is patrolling with his mirror self. Yeah. Dun 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 nice little March version of his theme. Uh Tigger just bowls him over like he always does. Now, I think I definitely understand why Tigger appeals to a lot of people, honestly. Because he's an extrovert who's um really energetic and outgoing. Yeah. And a lot of people respond well to that. Yep. They're uh, impulsive. He's got, he, he, uh, Tigger has no sense of self-control. Also, I'm not gonna, well, okay. He has one of the best songs in the movie. Oh, the wonderful thing about, about Tigger's, Tigger's, the, the Tiggers are wonderful things. things. The tops that made of the rubber. I have a question for Yes. About the most other thing we're talking about, the other one. I'm the only one. So, uh, Yes. Uh, you don't happen to know if the, the original Tigger toy had a spring in its tail, do you? It did not. I don't oh. I don't think so. Um, the actually, if you're ever in New York, mm. they're on display in the New York Public Library, I think. I see this so badly. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I looked that up and I saw that and I was so, because I was surprised. I thought they were in um, England and when I heard they're in New York, I was like, oh my gosh, that actually is a more decent flight. <laughs> I'm actually the going country, there. But- I'm going there next week, and I think I'm going to have to stop by. Take pictures. Yeah, uh, we'll t- do. Take some pictures, share them with us. I'd love to see them. 
Um, I just wonder if like that's another thing that uh, Christopher Robin. This again, the, the mind of a child is so interesting. Are you? Are either of you familiar with Axe Cop? No. Yes. Okay. Wait. Axe Cop is a series. Is a comic series uh, drawn by. Uh, it's drawn by two brothers. It's, well, it's actually, it's the old, a much older brother and an eight-year-old br- and an eight-year-old younger brother who just makes stuff up with his older brother, and he draws it dead oh. serious. He draws everything mm-hmm. uh, Malachi comes up with dead serious. I've, I remember this. I've heard of this. It's pretty yeah, great. Yeah, they made it They made it into a uh, Cartoon Network series, an yeah. Adult Swim series. Patton Oswalt's in it. He does a voice in it. Yep. Um, but uh, the reason I bring it up is because when you think about the mind of a child and how it's unbordered by things, it's interesting that Christopher Robin might have latched onto the idea that, uh, oh, this is Tigger. He bounces. Why yeah. does he bounce? And he probably, Christopher he Robin decided he bounces. And he might have even, like, seen the word tiger and mispronounced it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, by the way, uh, Paul Winchell ad-libbed the hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo uh, laugh. Oh, nice. As well as the TTFN, ta-ta for now. That was ad-libbed. That's that was- ad-libbed? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So. That, <laughs> I, I watched, I've watched this a few times over, over the past few days with my niece, and every time. What does ta-ta mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means goodbye. It means goodbye. In in Spanish? No. Just, oh, uh, just a fa- just a fancy way of saying goodbye. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Oh my yep. goodness! Every single time. <laughs> um. So, so Tigger we, Tigger does his whole thing, and then he leaves. And then we go. Well, we get another oh, no, mirror no, no. gag. No, 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 not yet. Oh yes, we get a mirror gag, but then he doesn't leave yet. Oh, the thing with the tail. Yeah, oh, it's just a tail. Yep. He's gone. gone. Uh, but no, there, there's a whole thing about uh, heffalumps and woozles. He's hungry. Yes. I am not. I was, no, 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 no. We no, are Kayla, not skipping Kayla, over I wasn't going to skip that. I'm saying the heffalumps and woozles don't show up until Tigger leaves. Although No, no, but he's the one who Oh, he introduces. That's it. right. He says, oh, you know, yeah. heffalumps and woozles. And you, you lean out heffalumps and weasels. That's what I said. Heffalumps and woozles. I, I love the mm-hmm. fact. It's like, wait, Winnie the Pooh actually knows what <laughs> elephants and weasels are. Right. But, but like, nope. It, it they just, steal honey. They steal honey. Apparently. <laughs> and then. What, what do they do? Steal honey. Steal honey. <laughs> and then that leaves Pooh to be scared. And I, I have love. Have the best wide awake nightmare ever. Uh, this, this harkens back so much to me to Pink Elephants on Parade. Just uh, the animators being allowed to do what they want. Oh my gosh, you have no. Okay. I have a love of surreal. Um, scenes, and it gets better when there's surreal scenes in Disney. Pink Elephants was my favorite in Dumbo. This is my favorite in Winnie the Pooh. Oh my goodness, it is awesome. Just the animation and the way everything moves so, uh, like, fluidly, and the colors, and just the creativity they came up with, like... Uh, like the elephants, like they, like he's in a balloon, but the balloon is like the elephant's trunk and face, and he's yeah. in a, in a, in like a honey pot. It's honey like, pot. Like this is so clever. I love this. Can we also mention how good the music is here? Yes. It's so good. This is probably. This beware, is, beware. 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 This is my. We're gonna be out of sync, unfortunately, as we are talking. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this is my favorite song, actually, in this whole. Uh, It's my, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite. So good. (laughs) It's so good, and which is funny. Like if we, but I feel like that's its own thing. It's almost like weirdly its own thing. 
So there's other songs that definitely fit the whole Winnie the Pooh style more. And I think, but because I love the scene so much, it's definitely my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, um, I think my favorite song is um, either the Winnie the Pooh main theme or Tigger's. I don't know yet. Hmm. But either way, still, it doesn't matter. The scene is amazing. I yes. love it. The animation is incredible. Animators probably got were like so excited to do this. It's I don't. funny that we get this scene at all. It, comes, it seems like it comes out of nowhere. But hey, having a honey-induced fever dream is pretty good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it leads to rain. Oh, no, no. You know what? No, rain. rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, like you, Lavecki, um, there's a couple of, uh, film stuff that I quoted from here, like, um, between my family and I, and one of them is, um, whenever it started raining, we would, uh, occasionally say, and the rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. I would do, is it raining out there? It's raining in here, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do like, um, these whole, all these night scenes, for some reason, when I look back at them, as an adult, I remember how cozy they felt for some reason as a kid. Just the idea of yep. being inside at night while, a, you know, a blustery day, a blustery night's happening and then the rain. Like, it's just, oh, it's, it's like you were saying, Lebecky, the, the animation is so good in this whole section. Heffalumps and woozles and then all, every, and everything between it, everything around it. But I I also like the fact, too, if you realize, um, like, with the blustery day, it affects the book, too. Like, the wind blows, like, the words blow with it. Uh And then with the rain, there's actually a point where, like, the the words on the book, like, wash away. Right. Like, that's, Uh it's very creative, very clever. Um, Definitely. But, yeah, there's flooding. Uh, Poor Piglet is being flooded out of his home. And so, and then, um. So he writes... He writes a note for somebody to help him. Help, help p- piglet me. <laughs> eh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Puts it in a bottle. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody got flooded out. Well, apparently, except Christopher Robin. Oh no, where Christopher Robin is is dry land, but but the entire rest of the forest flooded completely for some inexplicable reason. Um, what I find a little bit interesting here is. Tigger just met Pooh. Right. Which implies that he hasn't met very many people here. Yes. But the very next scene, we see him paddling an umbrella full of everybody else. <laughs> maybe when he bounced off, he... Well, maybe maybe so, it's a thing where Christopher Robbins let him loose. Like, this is my new toy. He lets him loose in the Hundred Acre Wood. And first first thing he does, he bounds to Pooh's place. Maybe after he left, he bounded to everybody right. else. So, yeah, that's what it seems to imply, is that he just, like... <laughs> All night, he was just introducing himself to people, which is great. Again, and it's full Hello, of Hello, I'm Tigger. And he does it that way every time, like jumping on them. <laughs> and that's how he introduces himself to everybody. I mean, he did that to Pooh twice, remember? You mm-hmm. said that. I did? Did I? Did I mention I was hungry? You did. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I I always like the bit too. They they find the bob. I always like the bit too, where Eeyore is actually out there floating, and he does the whole. There's one cozy cottage, bit damp for all though. <laughs> sinking, it's yep. like sinking barn or whatever. Sinking, yeah, <clears throat> or a hen house. The water, by the way, the water looks really like the watercolor. Nicely water animated is yes. really it's really beautifully animated in this. Like it has depth and dimension to it, which is really neat. It's well worth looking at. Um, but uh. Uh, every, 
everybody's saved except for Pooh and Piglet. Piglet's uh, caught on a chair floating, and Pooh's head is stuck in a honey pot floating. The current all carried them the same direction. Owl shows up, but does literally nothing to save them. Nope. Even as they're tumbling toward a waterfall. He does let them know that rescue is coming. (laughs) Rescue is coming. Yes. Now, while we wait, let me tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) Again. But Owl, there's a... There's a waterfall coming. It's rude to interrupt, Piglet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Please. I, I do like how all the animals are a little bit just scatterbrained in their own way. Yeah. So we get these these dumb moments. They all have their own quirk. Well, yep. like, the, eventually they do manage to get to Christopher Robin, too, which uh, <laughs> he says, Pooh, you say Piglet. I did. <laughs> You're a hero. Yeah. I am. And even then, I'm like, he is? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't yep. really do much, but... Yeah, yeah the hero party does kind of come out of left field, but it's hilarious nonetheless. Oh, Pooh, you're here. Uh, yeah, I am. Where's Piglet? Uh, here I am. Oh, you must have saved him. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. That, that, chi- that child logic. Speaking of child logic, let's talk about uh, how the party is interrupted by Eeyore, who takes them back to... Um, Piglet's house. Piglet's house and, and says, and, W-O-L, that spells owl. Everyone knows it's Piglet's house. Yeah, and they don't say anything. <laughs> they really don't. This is I love this. This is so sweet. They really don't want to hurt Eeyore's feelings. They want him to feel like he accomplished something. And then and W it says W I L. And I noticed on this a letter actually got knocked off. Yes. Oh, so like, during the, the second flight. L is gone. Yeah. Oh. So it says W I L, which Eeyore says W O L. That spells owl. Owl. <laughs> owl looks at. It. My gosh, it does. <laughs> Just clearly it does. I'm not going to correct him. And then Piglet's like, yeah, it's a beautiful house. You And, I mean, this is so sad because, like, he, you get introduced to him and he's telling him how it's his grandfather's house and everything. And then I think this is actually the one time where, um, uh, like, Pooh definitely deserves a party after that when he's like, uh, Piglet's like, I guess I'll go live with me. You'll come live with me. And, like, that's so sweet. Like, Pooh says... You're going to come live with me in my home, which, mm. and then the the, amount of just feeling uh, the amount of just like feeling, I know the amount of support for friends here is just, ah, that's therapy. Help. I'm drowning. It's also weird because that house is sized for Piglet. Yes. I don't know how Owl, also Owl is an owl. We never see Owl in the house. No, but we do see Piglet in Pooh's house. Right. That oh that's true, we do. Hmm. It says Pooh's house and Piglet <laughs> in the in the next next thing that we get to. Yep. But we now we have a uh another song. The hero in the celebration. Du- the, hero the hero song. song. This is the last time Hooray. we see Gopher. Yep. And he'll fall down the hole again. Four times. Is it bad that it's four? Because we had a rule of three with that before. Yeah, but it was one episode, so I don't think it's too bad. I think there's another one, maybe? Um, I don't think we actually ever see Gopher again, not in the third one. I'm trying to remember, but I can't, I'm I'm pretty sure. Actually, a bunch of characters are... There's a few characters that are AWOL in the next one. 
Mm-hmm. The next one is the weakest, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but again, this isn't one I have nostalgia goggles on for, because again, I had uh, A Day for Eeyore. Well, I didn't watch it, okay, I watched A Day for Eeyore later on, like, this was the original I grew up with, like, right. this whole thing. <laughs> I, and it's just so bizarre, because I did not grow up with this one, so. so it, it, I think this one has one of the more relatable situations, though. I, that's fair. Where you've got... You've got a friend who's annoying you, uh-huh. and you've got I'm afraid of heights. And I think those two things are kind of a little bit more relatable mm-hmm. than it's windy out and now my house is flooding. True. <laughs> this is a much more character-driven drama here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And it also doesn't focus on Winnie the Pooh, which even the narrator points out to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, right. But you're in it. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's about Tigger, um, and Tigger, uh, yeah, he annoys people, let's be honest. He annoys Rabbit, specifically. Oh, yeah, we see him annoy (laughs) Rabbit, but he goes bouncing with Rue. Was that before or after they try to get him in the woods? That is after. that's after. They try to lose him in the woods. (laughs) They try to lose him in the woods, because he has bounced Rabbit and broken, destroyed a fair number of his crops. Yep, he doesn't even seem to care. Rabbit has a meeting. Now, I should point out, it took me originally, I don't remember how long, but at least a good number of years to realize Rabbit's a boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I always knew, but then again. I always knew, too. You know what's interesting they do, is, is I... They I do re- point it out in this uh, specific one. They say, like, he or something. Yeah. It, for some reason, I just never put it together. Huh. <laughs> I can see it. I can see why you would think that, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very shrill, rabbit. So, um, um, I will say that I think one. This is one interesting thing. Uh, credited in the uh, an, as an animator in this one is Don Bluth, and I'm thinking this was the short he worked on. I think so too. You can see the Don Bluthness. In There's it. especially the part where rabbits in the forest freaking out at all the noises. Mm-hmm. That, yep, that screams Absolutely. Don Bluth to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Don Bluth will become very important a little later on, but um, especially when we get to talk about Pete's dragon. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's interesting because, like, they, they match up. You can almost, you can feel the distinctive sort of style differences between each short and kind of when they were made, even though their animation style is pretty consistent. I guess. There's it, a tone and a, uh, I, I give it energy pro- and a, and a way that it's animated. This is a little different. I give it props, though, for the most part. It does feel coherent. Oh, no, I, I yeah, it does feel coherent. Actually, when I was a kid, I even noticed how A Day for Eeyore didn't feel, like it felt newer, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I noticed it, and it always. I mean, and it, out of, it was out of place. It was another six years before they made that one. Right. So by that point, they had to replace a lot of people. So, um, mm. but yeah. So um, they try to lose Tigger in the woods. It doesn't really pan out. Rabbit has a freak out moment. Uh, Pooh and Piglet cannot get away from that sand pit um, until Pooh follows his stomach. <laughs> yep, that worked out nicely for him. But oh. Rabbit's still lost, and yep. Tigger goes and finds him. Yeah, which is really nice. Because Tiggers never get lost. No, exactly. Tiggers never get lost. And, and I think part of why a lot of people don't like this one as much, too, there's not as much music. Yeah, actually, we don't get any songs. Yeah, this is no. this one. We get, I guess you can kind of say the the noises in the woods. A little bit, yeah. But beyond that, there's not much music going on. You know, There's just, definitely no songs that people are singing. 
You know, you just reminded me, I don't know why I thought of this. I think it was because of the noises in the woods thing. Maybe you think back to uh, the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Um, mm-hmm. There's oh. a really specific piece of reused animation I definitely recognize. And that's when, during the Blustery Day song, you see some reeds blowing in the wind in close-up. Yep. Same same exact reeds from uh, from uh, the Ichabod one. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. I just I like to play spot the re- recycled animation now. <laughs> um, it is it is fun, and <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a little bit more interesting going forward. Oh yeah, because it's going to be reused, um, not reused animation, but reused. Uh, what do you call it? What do you call Olaveki? <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Oh, it's like not... the the digital creations or digital whatever. Oh, okay. Digital. Oh, I, I get what you, I I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of the name either. Yeah. Basically, you're gonna have to play spot the prop. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Um. So the forest short is immediately followed by the first snow in the hundred acre wood, and this is where we get the big section with uh, with Rue because Rue hasn't Rue's been involved, but he hasn't had a major like role yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're going bouncing together with Tigger. I honestly kind of see that. I kind of uh, go ahead, Kayla. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I kind of blinked out that one section of them getting lost because that didn't really make an impression on my brain. Like I know I watched it, and as soon as you said, it, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah. But the only reason that uh, you know what I'll, I'll get to it in a second once we get into the, the whole thing, but mm. I, there's a reason why this one kind of stands out, and right? It's, and it's an awkward reason, right? Uh, we we do get the bit where they go to go skating, and Tigger mentions that he, of course, Tigger's love ice skating. Immediately, of course, corrects that after he crashes. They're the into, best of it. They're the best That's at it. ice skating, <laughs> and he crashes into Rabbit. Poor and it feels Rabbit. Just yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm totally Team Rabbit here. Like all my sympathy <laughs> oh, yeah. goes to Rabbit. I don't like dealing with people a lot who are like that extroverted and don't pick up on social cues as well. Like it's just it gets it's. No, no events. I mean, they're fine in small doses. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's. It feels very much the the relation Tigger and Rue have is one of those like older brother, younger sibling kind of things. Yes. It's like I can do that. Watch me do it. And oh, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> it's sweet though. I do like the relationship between Rue and I like how Rue looks up to Tigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very endearing. Mm-hmm. But that sort of attitude, like, I could totally do that. Tiggers can climb trees, and he hot, cl- bounces on the tree, top of the tree. And, of course, Tiggers are afraid of heights. Yep. Well, sucks to be can't, Tigger. Can't can't bounce down. Can't climb down, because his tail gets in the way. Uh-huh. And then, luckily, thank God, Winnie the Pooh and uh, Pig- and Piglet, too, uh, were, <laughs> were track- saw tracks and followed those, like, tracks to... Uh, themselves. Themselves. But then eventually to... Didn't they well, they were ja- tracking... Jagular! They tracking Jaguars. a Jagular. Jagulars. They say hello, <laughs> and when you look up, they bounce on you. <laughs> they just jump on you. When you, when you look up, they drop. <laughs> <laughs> drop well, bears. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking down. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, because like, we, we have these like danger elements introduced. Obviously, the Heffalumps and Woothles don't exist, at least as far as we know. But then now we, instead of referencing them again, well, now we have the Jagulars. This is a new thing. It's cool. Anyway, um, everybody's trying to get Tigger down from the tree. We get a distractingly different voice to Christopher Robin. This is why this, like, really is awkward to me and this stood out. Because I was like, wow, this Christopher Robin is incredible. So, okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, in the 
uh, two characters, or two characters actually do have two different voices. And, of course, they're kid characters. Um, Rue had two different voice actors. And it's, that makes sense. It, it's not as distinct with Rue, though. You can no. almost you almost don't notice the difference. Um, and Christopher Robin had three. In the original uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, it was Bruce Reitherman. Of course. Uh, the second one was John... Whoa. 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 Uh, John Walmsley. <laughs> and this, this one is Timothy Turner. Now, when they... Timmy Turner? Timmy Turner. Oh, wow. I did not think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an average kid that no one understands. I mean, Mom and Dad and Vicky always giving him commands. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but here's... For the um, for the movie, they actually brought back uh, John Walmsley to redo Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree and take over Bruce Ratherman's voice. Oh, okay. For some reason, they decided not to do the third one, which I don't know why. This voice is clearly British. It's, it's a little. It's a little distracting. It is incredibly distracting. Like I, even as a kid, I'm like something's off. <laughs> It's honestly a little weird that they didn't start out that way. Mm. Like with a like, it'd be one thing if they had all the kids that they hired be a British kid, mm-hmm. but like the first two were Americans. You right. brought back someone to replace the American accent kid, but not do the voice for British kid. So you kept this. Uh, you it's can, a mystery to me. It's just so like you can climb down, Tigger. And I'm like, wow, that's so off-putting. I keep expecting to hear uh, John from uh, Peter Pan there. Yeah, I know. You know. Yep. But, the reason it's not as jarring for Rue, because you notice the same thing with Rue. Yeah. But Rue didn't really have many lines prior. He and, didn't. And this, that's, is, this is the most you hear Rue talk. And this is why it works. That's why with the original, it's like, we it doesn't right. matter that much. So Right. But, so, <laughs> yep. how, do they get, how do they get Tigger down from the train? Well, they... They keep saying... Talk to the narrator. <laughs> yep, the, the narrator saves the day. But um, they're, like, saying, climb down, he can't climb down, he can't do anything, and Rabbit's like, if he can't climb down, and he can't jump down, he has to be up there forever! Rabbit smells <laughs> an opportunity. Yeah, and he's like, well, no, here's the funny part. Tigger was the one who said, if, I, if you guys can get me down, I will never bounce again. This was all Tigger saying that. Right, but I'm yep. saying, Rabbit still smells an opportunity. You could just hear, like, the, the heaven, you could hear the... As this thing opens up for him. Finally, an opportunity to not get my stuff ruined by this this annoying bouncing thing. But um, I like the, the narrator is like, here. And it actually just tilts the book over and he uses the words to like go down. And that's... I like that. That's creative. That's clever. And he's about to bounce. And then Rabbit's like, you promised. And of course, Tigger's sad. And people don't and like... And guilt trips everybody. Yep. People <laughs> don't like sad Tigger. I do. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. I actually don't like Sad Tigger either. Despite, you know, how, how much I, I can relate to Rabbit, I just think there's, there's gotta be a balance struck between Trigger being energetic and Tigger respecting Rabbit's personal boundaries, like, seriously. And then uh, he, Rabbit's like, I guess I miss the old Tigger too. Tigger like, takes that opportunity, he's like, yep, I'm bouncing again, and then we and go, wonderful thing about Tigger's song. Yep, this is Tigger's big moment. Yep, and everybody's bouncing. Yep. Convinces everybody else to bounce. And then this ending is so sweet. Oh. So this at... ending is actually added. This is, is not part of the original three shorts. Right. 
added specifically for this movie. Mm-hmm. But still, this honestly it is such a sweet ending. I'm so glad they added it because mm-hmm. it, it wraps it up quite nicely. It yeah. really does. You know what's interesting is like throughout all this, we we've only had maybe in the first short a real we've seen a Christopher Robin and Pooh spending a lot of time together. So this kind of helps reinforce that. Um, most of all, Winnie the Pooh, you know, yep. mm-hmm. which is so sweet. There's a bit of reused animation. Well, more like reused background because there's a part where they're walking across a log. It's a it's Jungle Book. I recognize it from the Jungle Book. They took it straight from the Jungle Book. I know because it looks <laughs> like a vulture need- to me. And they don't really need to do much with it because it's a background. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I just noticed it. That's how much. See, it's le- less. I didn't notice it the first time I, I watched it, but it was really noticeable now because that for some reason. And I've mentioned this on our Jungle Book episode. So much of the visuals of Jungle Book are seared into my brain that I can recognize patterns from it almost instantly. So I saw that log. I'm like, that's from the Jungle Book. Yeah. So not a bad thing. It was just interesting and a little distracting. But I, you know, I'm like, eh, it's background. Whatever. Most people aren't going to assets. Notice. That was the word I was looking for assets. before. Reused right. assets. <laughs> so that's a re- that's an example of a proper reused asset as opposed to animation. Right. Right. So uh, what do they talk about here? Pooh and, and Piglet. Or not Pooh and Piglet. Pooh and Christopher Robin. What is what is happening here? Uh, they're walking along and Christopher Robin says he has to go to school. And, uh, Aww. Yeah. Then he goes to Skull and we start. <laughs> God. Uh, but, the, he, but there's a sweet moment where... Christopher Robin says, Pooh, would you ever forget about me? No, I could never forget you, Christopher Robin. Even if I'm 100, how old would I be? 99. Silly old bear. Like, my God! Feels! So much feels! And that's basically the best way to describe this film. It is endearing and feels, man. It's charming. Mm -hmm. It's, It's clever when it wants to be. It's sweet. It's... But it's not saccharin. No. It's never saccharin. Here's the thing. This is clear like this is the type of film that you definitely show to your two year old, but you can still watch it and enjoy it. Right. There's a simplicity to it that still doesn't like you said, it doesn't talk down to kids. It I, does I mean, here I am at thirty and I'm busting up laughing at Oh Pooh, you messed up my moose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. I I've <laughs> I think I've watched this when I was two and I'm still watching it. Exactly. And I watched it and I've watched it with everyone I know when they were young and I've watched it multiple times and it's still probably one of my favorite Disney movies. I'd say it's up there for me too. I really like this one. This is definitely one of those films that's very low. Like like the the stakes are very low. Yes. There's no doubt. The stakes are very low, but that's Mm -hmm. fine. It's a great escape. Like this actually, I, this is a lovely escape into this world. That's just. Sometimes you just want to run away to the hundred acre wood and just live. And and where the worst problem you have is a bear getting stuck in a, uh, in a door. Now, um, I know you don't play Kingdom Hearts, David, but (laughs) that was actually, that I actually did like the Winnie the Pooh parts in Kingdom Hearts. I also liked the Winnie the Pooh parts. And I know a lot of people don't. (laughs) No, I know. But the reason why is. Every other world you had to deal with Heartless, Heartless, Heartless. This actually feels like, with the, the Kingdom Hearts one, you actually get sucked into the book, or the character you play gets sucked into the book. And yep. you're just dealing with Pooh's problems. There's no Heartless, there's no... You're just there with... Part of the book. Yeah, and I love that. That's great. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That, that is a nice little escape for me when I'm like, I don't want to deal with... I don't want to button mash at Heartless for another half yeah. hour. Yeah. You know? 
So a lot of the complaints that I've actually heard about that, not to get off tang- off topic for a minute, but oh, you're fine. <clears throat> yeah. a lot of the complaints I've heard about that seem to be people going through that whole game and then doing Winnie the Pooh. Oh, like they go back, like instead of going, like, yeah. like so oh, they go back all the side and, quests. Well, we've got all of the book pages now. Now we can do all of Winnie the Pooh. And I, I don't think that's how you should do it. No. <laughs> it was not meant to be. Marathon. It's a nice little, it's a nice little, hey, I found a page. Let's go do it. That, take that, a little break. That's how I did it. Like that's yeah. that, that's honestly how you should do it. Like when if you ever decide to play the game. I think I think there's just I here's the thing. I am readily familiar with the first Kingdom Hearts. I wish that the first Kingdom Hearts had been the only Kingdom Hearts because the story <laughs> is nice. It's succinct. It has meaning. Um, it's endearing in its own ways, but it tells a great story that I think combines Disney and Square Enix in a nice way. Everything else just gets so convoluted after that. I... It's just bonkers. I both agree and disagree. <laughs> yeah, same. I think Kingdom Hearts the, 2 the is... First one, the first one's great. Kingdom Hearts 2 is amazing, but yes. for some reason, you need to play a side game in order to understand the plot at all. Yeah. If they had just had... If they had just had... You can play 1, 2, and 3, and you don't need to play the other games, but they add more to the story, I think that would have been a much better way to do it. I agree. Mm-hmm. No, but I the way agree. it is now is you have to play 1, then you have to play this game that's really hard that no one likes <laughs> to understand what's going on in two. Is that why they keep throwing together collections in like the final final mix or yeah. whatever, where it's all the games? Exactly see, see, I can afford the the middle game, whatever the sleep, birth by sleep or whatever, because uh-huh. it's like I didn't have the uh, system. Was it birth? There by are. Sleep? I can't. There's a lot there's, of middle games, like especially between two and three. So there's. I don't know. I but. Chains of Memories is between one and two. That's it. Chains of the, Memories for the Game Boy Advance. I did not have the Game Boy Advance, and and it's no- since been remastered though for yeah. the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, but PlayStation the- Three and Four. Okay. But at the time, it was only for the Game Boy Advance. I couldn't afford it, and um, it wasn't like like trying to convince your parents like I need the- this game for only one this system for only one game. It was not something I could do. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I had a Game Boy Advance and I didn't get it. So, but, but um, the I, story is amazing. <laughs> I had to, I had to read up on it. I had to read up on uh, the Chain of Memories to actually get the second one. So that's what I did before. I M- maybe sometime we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts as an extra because I think it's it's worth talking about. This is such a weird collage of Disney and and Square Enix. But I'd want to be more familiar with the material before that. I will say I do love. Uh, is it uh, Yoko Shimomura who does the music? Yes. yes. Yeah, beautiful score. Absolutely beautiful score. I'm a huge fan of Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. And I know that's where Yoko Shimomura, like, that's where I'm familiar with the music from. So when it came up that she was in Kingdom Hearts, I actually bought the soundtrack before I bought the game. Or I didn't buy the game. I, I've never owned the game. I just own the soundtrack for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it's a great soundtrack. It really is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get back to finishing this. So uh, Kayla... How did this movie do financially? Here's the tough part. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You, there's I no, couldn't find it either. <laughs> there's no record of what the budget or uh, what the budget was. Well, in which makes sense because it's it was made over the course of like 11 years. <laughs> yeah. And then uh in three different shorts and not only that there wasn't a really oh how much money got they got back from it. I think it's cuz one of the double billing and two when you do look up like oh what was brought back from it they try to accumulate everything like mm-hmm. basically what the winnie the pooh series has done but i'll give it this 
it obviously did well. The right. series as a whole, everything about Winnie Pooh really resonated with people, and it still resonates to this day. It's true. And even so much so, some people are surprised when they hear, wait, that's Disney? People will think this is its own thing. <laughs> it's almost as indicative of Disney as Mickey Mouse. Yes. I, you know, that is fair. There's, I completely agree. There's been so many different iterations of it that if you see a new show of Mickey Mouse, there's probably also a new show of Winnie the Pooh. Probably. And there's been so many versions of Pooh just being used in different things, too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... It, it, it's 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 fifty two. Fifty two. Dang. There are, there are fifty-two iterations of well, I should say forty-nine. Three of them are one of them's family guy, one of them is robot chicken, <laughs> and one of them is something else. But um there's been forty-nine across uh TV, movie, and uh video game. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, honestly, I think it's time we close the book on yep. Pooh. <laughs> And step Absolutely. away for a while, but it'll he'll he and the hundred acre wood will always be there if we need to revisit it. And we will. Oh, we will. Yeah. We are going to end up revisiting it, like you said. You will. <laughs> in in on in August of two thousand twenty one. Well, uh, <laughs> we have something more pressing coming up in uh, in April this month, uh, and that's I think we're doing the rescuers. rescuers. We are doing the rescuers, but we have an extra. Yes. We get to do Pete's dragon. Yes, that should be fun. I'm one of those people who actually likes Pete's Dragon. I do, too. Um, Levecki, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Maybe I'll see you in August 2021. (laughs) You're you're more than welcome. You are are our resident uh, go-to for poo. For Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) You know, if you spell poo backwards, it's hoop. Hoop. (laughs) Hoop. Hoop. Uh, Well, if you guys ever... uh... If you guys ever do any extras on them too, feel free to let me know. Oh, you bet. The the one extra that we could do for it, actually, if we or no two, sorry, that we could choose to do is Piglet's Big Movie or Pooh's Heffalump Movie. Well, what do you mean? You're gonna skip Tigger's Big Movie? Oh, that's right. Sorry, Tigger's Big Movie is it? No, the Tigger Movie. It's what it's called. The Tigger but, Movie. Yes, I have seen the Tigger Movie. I don't remember. No, have I? I don't know. I think the Tigger movie is my favorite of the three you just mentioned. <laughs> but that com- that comes out in July 20. 20- we reviewed the- if we choose to, we can review that for July 2020. We see how well we're planning ahead here, listeners. We, <laughs> we really care about this podcast. Yeah, the honestly, the last one we're going to have to review, and this will change. But um, this will go on until 2022. Yeah, and we'll go beyond that when we hit our limit with Disney movies. We'll switch to something else, and every time a new Disney movie comes out, we'll talk about that, and it'll be back in its original sequential order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think you guys, when you guys originally pitched this podcast, and we were coming up with names for it. That's right. Oh, uh, that, That's the important thing about oh, having Levecki on the show. Yeah, so, so uh, we were trying to figure out names for it. Levecki was the one who suggested Animusings. So thank you, Levecki. It re- I think it really did stuck, and I think stick stuck, sticky, sticky stuck. Like Which is what <laughs> people say to me when I push down the lap bar on the Winnie the Pooh ride. Make sure it's sticky, sticky stuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, even back then it was like, "Hey, can I be on for this episode?" And I was like, "That's two years away." <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and yet here, here you are. And yet here we are. You know, so <laughs> we're still going. I'm. 
I'm honestly we're impressed we're still going. We're coming up on, we'll be coming up on two years of this podcast pretty soon. Uh, let me confirm that. Um, yeah, the first one we did was in June 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It'll be two years coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, again, Leveki, thank you for joining us. Is there anything you would like to plug while you're here? Any of your projects or anything like that? I do not currently have any projects, but you can feel free to look at my Twitter every once in a while. I don't post much there, to be honest. It's still just Leveki, but uh, occasionally I'm reposting you guys or talking about Magic the Gathering. Which is something we need to do off mic, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. We gotta we gotta get each other. You got Arena yet? I do. We'll we'll spare uh, we'll spare everybody our, our magic nerdness that is neither here nor there. And until there's an animated Magic the Gathering movie, we can't talk about that. So, uh, but again, thank you, and uh, I think we'll just go ahead and bounce on out of here. What do you say, Kayla? TTFN. Ta ta for now. like wrestling well i'm here to tell you about massive buds wrestling show i'm brendan creasy and you may know me from podcasts such as radio brendo man popsicles and mbws in its former names but we're still here and now we're massive buds wrestling show my friend keith gomez and i talk about the latest in wwe southern california indie wrestling and cannabis yeah that's right i said cannabis check us out massive buds wrestling show mbwspod.com or BenviewNetwork.com, and of course on Apple Podcasts and all podcast services. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.